Only three, mate. Only three songs. Each on the podcast. Three songs. Three songs. Or four. Three songs. Maybe four. It's three songs. Or four. Bobby Mike, it's Bobby Mike. 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 A three song. Three song. Episode 66. April 17th, yeah. 2018. Bob, I hear Bob Nastanovich. Yeah, what are you doing over there in Queens? I'm just hanging out, chilling, chilling, yeah. chilling yeah. in all sense of the, senses of the word. Good God, man. It's middle of April and it should be warm, but it's not. Well, it's February 88th. Yeah, fe- February yeah, 75. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 2018, how you doing tonight, Bob? Solid, man. Clocking horses, good. Good to hear it. All right, well, yeah. we're going to we're gonna keep it taut and tight tonight because we went 116 last show, so we're going to start yeah, it right you know, off. Yeah, they've opened up the Rolly Mile today. Yeah. <laughs> they opened up the Rolly Mile today, so everything's good. Okay, good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. We're, we're going to start it right off. We're going to dive right in. This is uh, this is a this is a, a non-studio track. This is a BBC session. From, oh, I love these. Yeah, yeah, I love these. From a British band who... Um, who are very influential. Oh, keep us in the Midlands. Man. And very, Midlands. very fantastic band, prolific band, been around since the early 90s. I think this is on their first, the, the studio version's on their first LP. It's a band called Tinder Sticks. This Stuart is, A. Staples, man. Yeah, yeah. There you go. This is um, BBC Sessions. The song is called Drunk Tank. Let's set the mood. Episode 66, Bob. There we go. Yeah. It's tired The drums shout outside your window Lights race across your wall Think of me It never goes away Think of me and no It never goes away Yeah. 
like an appropriate opener for a a cold dark geez it's april but it feels like february night well i preferred that to simon joiner did you really yeah okay that's fair you saying like what's your uh what what's your experience it's like you know the carney should be next shouldn't it you know or like stranger (laughs) than kindness yeah well yeah sure Sure. That was that was 1993. So that's yeah. 25 years ago. I mean granted you know Nick well, it's when you know Nick Nick was The bad seeds were at the peak right. of their powers, right? For sure, for sure. Um despite the efforts of Warren Ellis. Yeah. But aside from aside from Nick and you know, I mean that was in the early 90s. You didn't hear too many bands like that. Well, certainly not in the Midlands, because they were all, like, doing Ekkies and, like, you know, doing, you know, getting pretty freaky out there. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was there, man. I was like, I couldn't relate. Hey, they covered your, they covered one of your songs, too. I'm not going to play it, but they... Well, quite well, quite well. They covered here, so, you know. Very well, yeah. They were clearly fans, right? As any... Well, I love Tinder Sticks, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean they were fans of yours, so. Well, at least they were fans of one of our songs. Well, you know, yeah, but yeah, like you know, they didn't cover "Cut Your Hair," you know. <laughs> What's that? How's your hair looking today? I need a haircut. Uh, it's you know. Let's not get into it. Uh, <laughs> okay, it so yeah, my hair is all bushy, and I haven't had time to get over there to the Roosevelt Barbershop over here on Forty Second Street in Des Moines, but I got to take it straight to Columbus, Ohio. Ron House in the house. Yeah. Thomas Jefferson Slave Apartments, Silk Breeders Records. Yeah. I think it's about time. I'm looking at the seven inch right now. So this been around like 8990. Yeah. Well, and so Silk Breeze put this seven inch out, and then it came out on an album on Onion Records, which was 
um, uh, Johan Kugelberg's label. Oh, I know him. Yeah, of course yeah. you do. Of course you do. After the fact, Johan. Johan after the fact Johan after the fact Googleberg. Yo Johan um and it was I think it was distributed by like Warner it was distributed by a major label. Might have been Warner, might have been I don't know, some big 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 label. Um but they put well, out Well, you know, Johan was pompous, but Ron House wasn't, so yeah, Thomas so... Joseph's Slave Apartments. Negative guest list. All right. <laughs> I love Ron House. Well, see, now Ron, now he's a great humorist. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, and, and a good dude. I, I, I've, I've never had the pleasure of meeting him. Oh, I have on several occasions. I can just tell from his bands that he would be a good guy to hang out with. Well, I don't know about that. Like, it wasn't easy. Well, okay. He but has, at the same time, like, just the concept of that song, like, the negative guest list. Like, <laughs> even if you pay, you can't get in. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's rather ironic that, like, you know, I mean, Tom Lax, like, put that out originally, right? Yeah, sure. I'd put Tom Lax on any guest list in the world. 
He's another I've never met. I've certainly heard of. Yeah, he's a good dude. Legendary Silt Breeze label. Oh, it's a great record label. It's like, you know, know, just a proper label manager. Sure. From the the school that I participated in. Like, you know, Tom was like, uh, in a similar fashion to like, you know, some of the best label managers I've ever known. Like, you know, he knew what he wanted to do. He still does. And like, put it out. It's like, well, he had followers apparently because, like, you know, Kugelberg, who I sat over a steak au pauvre with at like one in the morning one time in New York, who's like trying to read like Jean Paul Sartre to me, like, you know, come on, man. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I gotta, I gotta drive a bus in five hours. Here, here's my take on, I mean, again, I've never met Tom Lax, but this is my guess just, just from listening to some of his records and buying some of his records. He approaches it kind of the same way you approach your label, I would imagine. And when I had, no, label, no, his label is way more advanced. Than, no, like no, no, no. But, like, but by that, I mean, same way you approach your label. No, by that, labels. I mean, I, I just mean the stuff he releases is just the stuff that he likes and he wants same as you and same as me yeah exactly it's not like he's not thinking like okay what can move units and what will be popular with the kids he's thinking i want i would buy this record i want this record to be released so i'm going to put this record out that's that's the kind of label that i've always loved and that's, total philly total yeah. philly like complete Philadelphia. Much, much love to Tom Lax. Much love to Ron House. I was, I won't do it now. Darn it, because we're going to keep it tight and taut. But I was. I have to keep it tight. At, yeah. at one point, I mean, maybe, maybe I can play some more other Ron House. Ron House, of course, was in the Great Plains. Well, you know what you can do now is What's you that? can play your next song. What's your next song, Waylon? No, I'm going to save Waylon. We're going to end with Waylon. I was going to play some Terminals. I was going to play maybe, maybe two. Yeah, I was going to be. I was going to be indulgent and play two two Terminals songs because you, you, you've told me you, you don't know the Terminals, really. Anyways, I hope Ron House is doing well. I, I hope so, too. Uh, one, one of these days, I'll play Great Plains, which was another band Ron House was in prior to the Thomas Jefferson Slave Apartment. Uh, one of the best bands on Homestead Records. Yeah, mid-'80s, Homestead. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, we're talking... We're talking so all. This is in your ballpark. Now we're going to your other ballpark, New Zealand. New Zealand, that's right. So uh, the Terminals, they released some records on Flying Nun, but they, and Expressway, so and, like, and Expressway, they were more of an Expressway. Arguably, se- easily the two coolest labels from New Zealand ever. Of course, yeah, for sure. But you know, I mean, Flying Nun tends to have a poppier sound, guitar, jangly. And um, Expressway tends to be a little bit darker and more brooding. As of the two, they certainly... Ah, sure, you know, Michael Morley's an Expressway guy. Yeah, for sure. They, they certainly leaned more to the Expressway side of things, uh, even though they really... We're talking about a country books. with very few labels, right? We're talking yeah. about, like, all the curveballs that England and America throw at, like, you know, representation. Ghost whining about this. We're talking about like two like really cool labels in New Zealand. Yeah. So aside from like all the label, all the major label shit that happened. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And right. the kid Darby in his bedroom. You know. Right. So, anyways, the terminals. The terminals. So um, they released a few records on Flying Nun. 
And they were good. There's some really good songs on them, but they, they kind of got darker and weirder after the Flying Nun stuff. And I want to play some of that period. I'll play two if you'll indulge me. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, get get weird and dark. Because, because y- y- especially since you don't know the Terminals, and I would have to say of any New Zealand I band, know the Terminals. I just I haven't heard them in years. I've probably, I've probably heard like four songs in my life. So, okay, well, you know what I'm saying? But, but so, so, so as far I as... I can't claim complete ignorance on this. You know, okay, like, that's fine. But compared to me, who I would say of all New Zealand bands, if you, if you forced me, I might say the Terminals are my favorite. Really? So, yeah. Whoa, that's a pointed comment from yes. you, man. Yes, big, big, big praise for the terminals, which is why I have yeah, to play a, too. I'm talking to a guy that if I ever hit the lottery, I'm buying you a month-long vacation for your entire family in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're yeah, a sweetheart, man. You In a heartbeat, like, in a heartbeat. First move, like, Mike, I don't care what you're going to lose at work. I don't care what Marie's doing. Only yeah. kids on the ground. You guys are going to New Zealand. Okay. I'm going to put you on a proper airline. Okay. You know, I'm not going to put you on Southwest. Oh. I'm not going to put you on Allegiant. You know, oh. like you're Your going spirit. on Air New Zealand. That's, okay. a good, that's a good airline. All Air right. New Zealand. All right. Well, uh, fantastic. The first thing I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll seek out the terminals. I don't even have to hit a hit the lottery. All I have to do is hit like a pick six. Or and one of these Mike Hogan pick fours. Anyways, play the okay. terminal. All right, here we go. Uh, Deadly Tango, 1992. I don't know if you've heard this one. Maybe you have. This is one of their better-known songs, but, I mean, we're talking about a relatively obscure band anyway. I was uh, going to play Spacious. Do you like Spacious? I, ha- I don't know Spacious. Oh, hell yeah. Here we go. Come on, New Zealand. Go on. With okay. It. Well, Deadly Tango first. This is from their t- album called Touch, 1992. I love the terminals. Here you go.
One more, Bob. What do you think? Oh, sure. Yeah. Bring okay. st- more Stapleton and the Kogels. That's right. <laughs> there you yeah, go. For That's God's right. sakes. More you know. Peter Stapleton. Here you go. Yeah, uh, you know, he's, he wrote all this stuff while playing drums. For uh, from from little things. Um, this one, this might be my favorite album of theirs. In fact, I'm gonna play something by Scorched Earth Policy. Yeah, I love Scorched Earth Policy, or, or maybe uh, the Max Block, Greta Valley. Yeah, you know, the town of Dunedin where these people come from smells like chocolate. You know. Yeah. Well, there's a Cadbury factory there. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Listen to that music and smell chocolate all day. It's like heaven, yeah. right? It's not bad, not bad. <laughs> That's right. There we go. Uh, this one's this one's called "Hide Yourself Away." Uh, a little dirty noise, darkness, but also beauty. I love this song. Here you go from Little Things. Enjoy Terminals.
wash over hide yourself away Forgive me, Bob. I promise next show I'll, I'll, I'll keep on the format. I'll Who cares? I'm going to leave the format right now. <laughs> okay. What's, what's, what's a good listen? What are you going to do? I'm going to take, take us to Osaka. Osaka? Oh, you're going you're gonna to double up on Osaka? I'm going to double up on Osaka. <laughs> Jeez, a band man. A, a band that is approaching their 40th year anniversary. Wow. Okay, started in like 81, okay? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Shown a knife. Shown a knife. Classic. And like, you want to have some fun? Yeah. Who doesn't? Go see, go see Shown a Knife. This is, I'm going to take a set. 1991, singing about their own, their own town. Okay. The Amanos, Mishi Nakatani, my favorite town.
pure joy, Bob. Rock and roll for the sake of joy. That's right. They, uh, they're so a band 2016, that... 2016, 2016. Yeah. Right? Still doing it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're a band Great that's time. just having fun. Yeah. Wasabi. Adventure. Okay. You want to double it, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tell me about your experience with Shonen Knife, Bob. Well, see, now they've been called the Osaka Ramones. In fact, they're yeah. famous for covering the Ramones. Sure. You ever see them live? You ever play with them? No, no, I've met them. Okay. On a few occasions. And um, obviously, extremely fun, friendly people. They seem like they're always having a good time. Well, to me, like, they're the Osaka B-52s. It's like party rock. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's what they represent to me. Like, we are having fun. We're going to play a rock show. They know what they're doing. They execute. And they have, it's all fun. It's all happy. Like, pure joy. Great band. Showing a knife. There are bands, you know, 
uh, or songs that I think of when I like when I think of them, I think like instant party. Like you put this on with a group of people and you you, you turn hanging out with a few people into an instant party. And Shonen Knife is an instant party band. Yeah. And I don't Love mean that. that I don't mean that as a knock. I don't mean that as like, you know, there's serious music music and party music. I mean you know, well, isn't that what rock and roll is all about? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, good music is good music, just like good food is good food. Bunch of, bunch of brilliant women from Osaka, Japan, yeah. playing you know party rock. Doesn't matter if you're eating lobster or pizza. If it's good food, it's good food. If it's good music, it's good music. Shonen Knife's good music. Yeah, fun band, fun band. Where are you going? I'm gonna go. A little country. Oh like, hell, here we go. I'm gonna go. So, dark side, Mike. Dark side. Yeah, I'm keeping it dark tonight. Um, this is this is an album that came out a few months ago. I like a little frivolity. This is an album that came out a few months ago. It's not that frivolous. I don't know. It's a, it's a fun little song from a legend, from an absolute legend. Who passed well, he's away. dead now. He's dead. He, yeah, he passed away about uh, I don't know. I'd say two years ago. Two. No, two years ago. no, 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 no. Much more than that. He passed away in two thousand two, so sixteen years ago almost. Okay, um, well, close. It was, all, yeah. it was less than twenty five years off. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Um, I'm mixing them up with another guy. Yeah, you. I guess you are. Um, I'm like, you, I'm no. You mix look, it, I'd fail. I'd fail the Nashville country music quiz a thousand times to be proud to do it. That's okay. You're like mixing them up with Leonard Cohen or something. But uh, no, 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 no. There's a Nashville famous Nashville guy that died about two years ago. Uh, I don't know, but uh, I'm talking about Waylon Jennings. Who died in 2002. He he recorded these songs probably a couple years before that. So the story behind this is he you know, he passed away, and somewhat recently his son, uh, Shooter Jennings, was digging through his old archives and found a tape called New Stuff, just labeled New Stuff. And he, he played it and checked it out and put out a whole album of just, Waylon Jennings with a guitar and vocals recording demos for evidently studio tracks that never got recorded because he passed away. Um, But for my money, you know, I mean, this is like, you know, you think of the later Johnny Cash records where it's just him and a guitar, Rick Rubin producing, you know, that's, that's the sort of stuff that I want for my, my older country legends. Uh, really, really good record. And I'm going to play a song that he wrote about a friend of his. He became good friends with Muhammad Ali. What you're saying, like, like, real quick, you're saying, like, Shooter needed to pay some bills. Perhaps. So I don't know. He's, like, digging through, a, like, a bunch of dust-covered tapes. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what Shooter... Like a family gold mine. Yeah, for sure. I don't know what Shooter's motivations were, but all I know is I'm glad this record's out because I like it. So I'm gonna play it. Wait. Got shooter's number. All right, go ahead. Waylon Waylon Jennings singing about his buddy, a guy named Muhammad Ali. Oh yeah. Yeah, you might have heard of him. Here you go. 
It, <laughs> you know, we've talked Louisville. Another Louisville connection right here. Waylon Jennings. Yeah.
Muhammad Ali. Can you say about Waylon Jennings, huh? Well, I'm sorry. What's that? <laughs> I said, what can you say about Waylon Jennings? Oh, come on now. Any good, any decent country artist could have written a tribute to Muhammad Ali. Oh, yeah. No, I hate to crab your song, you know. But you, you're not down with that one? I'm singing about the greatest, you know. Yeah, he was. You, you know. Well, I mean, come on now, like... I mean, I've actually met Muhammad Ali. Yeah? Yeah, met him at the White Spot in Charlottesville, Virginia. So you're saying you could have written that song? Yeah. Okay. Actually could have, yeah. yeah. Actually could have, you know. Not to, like, you know, not to diss anybody, you know, like, well, but, quite frankly, I will. But here's but, the thing, know. Bob, you didn't. Well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, you started with Nottingham. <laughs> With Tinder sticks, right? I did. About three hours ago or something. Something like so, that. <laughs> so I'll end the show in Nottingham in the Midlands in England. Okay. With Orbital off their 1991 album, also called Orbital. Yeah. You're shaking it up. Called... This, is, this is from Waylon Jennings to Orbital. This is, this exactly. Is quite the exactly. transition. <laughs> well, I thought I played something real. Oh, how so it's, it's, it's called it's called Belfast. Okay, here you go.
So tell hey, me, Mike. Tell me about that one, Bob. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie Human Traffic? No. Oh, yeah. Put it on the top of your list. Okay. Yeah. All right. So tell me about why Why did you play an eight minutes long song that felt like 20 minutes? Ah, oh, come on now. <laughs> felt like six to me. I was screwing out on it pretty hard. I was half asleep. <laughs> well, you know, it's bedtime for you, mate. Yeah, this is true. I got to clock horses, you know. You got to clock horses. I got to get up early. Yeah. But, uh, well, it's still been well, fun. See, see you tomorrow for the Chris Knox episode. Yeah, well, sooner or later, Chris Knox, all Chris Knox, all the time. Coming soon on Three Songs Pod. Thanks again, my man. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah, orbital over Whalen. Oh, oh, Bob, with the with the Skype drop off. <laughs>